Here comes the money. You're now listening to the Gambling with Gold podcast with Jason Gold. Presented by Champions Round. Welcome back to Gambling with Gold. My name is Jason Gold. As always, joined by my buddy from the Action Network, Dan Titus. We are here to preview the NFC West. We are starting out with our our divisional preview series, our divisional gambling preview series with the NFC West because they have the, the defending Super Bowl champion. Dan, you ready to get into it? Let's get it. All right. So let's start off with this. The NFC West odds, the Rams, plus 125 to win the division. San Francisco, plus 150. Arizona, plus 400. Seattle, plus 1,800. Win totals for each team. Rams, 10.5. San Francisco, 10. Arizona, 8.5. Seattle, Five and a half, that is juiced to minus 140 of the over on Seattle. Playoff odds for each team. Rams minus 250, San Francisco minus 225, Arizona plus 125, Seattle plus 500. Let me ask you this to start off the top. Do any of those numbers particularly interest you? And in what order do you think that we're going to see this division finish? Um, So looking at uh, one market that I, I liked was top two to finish in the division. Um, I think this is going to be the, the Rams and, and the Niners here, and you can get that, uh, I believe, for – where is it? Um, uh, minus 125? Yeah, uh, minus 125. So I think that that is probably the safest bet you can make in this division because I think that those are, are the two best teams. Um, in terms of the odds to win the division, plus 125, I mean, plus money for the Rams, I think is certainly intriguing. I think for the extra $25, I'd rather pay for the Niners, however, to win the division. I think that the Rams have a really interesting schedule. Um, you know, obviously because they're Super Bowl champs, they usually get a, a tougher, tougher sledding there. But, you know, I think that the Niners are actually going to be in a really unique position to, to, to lead this, this division, because I don't think we know what to expect out of Trey Lance. And I know it's putting a lot of faith into, Kyle Shanahan, but I, I think that that's proven to be pretty successful. Um, he had Jimmy Garoppolo just lead them to a Super Bowl um, practically, you know, uh, just a year ago. So, you know, I I have a lot of faith in this, and maybe it's because I live in the Bay Area and I'm drinking some Kool-Aid, but I think that this team, if they can get Debo Samuel a contract that he's agreeable to and they can run it back, I think this is going to be a very dangerous team, a team that's very disciplined on defense that has the the pedigree on offense to to win games. Um, and I think that they could they could definitely pull it out here. So I like the, the Niners at plus 150, but I also see total reason for expecting that the the Rams would repeat at plus 125. Getting a plus money, I think, is, is is certainly something you want to play now because this the sooner we get into the season, you may you may not have uh so much optimism unless we go back to what we talked about before is like you know they start out slow due to their strength of schedule. You know, you might be able to buy back in at a pretty good price there if they catch a couple L's earlier on. But, you know, right now I'm leaning towards the Niners here. Dan, this is why we work so well together, because you just set me up perfectly for my next point. <laughs> the Rams have the second hardest schedule in the NFL. Strength of schedule in the entire division. Let me give it to you. Rams have the second hardest, only behind the Chiefs. Arizona has the eighth hardest. Seattle has the ninth hardest. San Francisco, 19th hardest. Also, interesting note on San Francisco given that they have the easiest strength of schedule in the entire division. San Francisco's early season schedule is the easiest in the NFL. They are going to get to ease Trey Lance into this season beautifully. It's going to be great for him and his production early on. 
I think there's a good reason to buy on him and then maybe sell him after six weeks. A little yeah. spicy little fantasy nugget there. But I do think that there's value on betting San Francisco to win the division right now at plus 150 over the Rams at plus 125. The Rams, remember, second hardest schedule in the NFL. They start with fucking Buffalo at home. Yeah, it's, it doesn't it's get that much. Point. They have an ugly stretch where it's like Niners, then Tampa Bay. It's Yeah, I, I'm, I'm is, totally with you there. It is not easy. So what I would do, bet San Francisco at plus 150. The number's only going to go up once they start 5-1, and 4-2, and two, something like that. We can talk about Arizona and Seattle later, but I think that you and I both believe that they will not be contenders within this division. We believe the Rams will be, and we believe that the Rams probably over a 50-50 shot to win the division. However, do not buy that plus 125. You're going to get a better number later. Wait for San Francisco to become the favorites. Wait until it's at least even money from San Francisco. Go bet, go back, and buy the Rams plus 150 or higher. That is the smart way to play this within this division. There you go. Free money for you. Bet both sides plus money on both. <laughs> Easy money, baby. That's what we love. That's what Easy we're here. Money. <laughs> um, all right. My my predictions are from my projections. I have the Rams at 11.3 wins, San Francisco at 10.4, Arizona at 7.9, and Seattle at 5.1. Do those numbers seem about right to you? Seattle at 5.1. Yeah, I think that that's, 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 that sounds pretty. That sounds pretty good. I, I like that. That jives. Okay, nice. It means I'm on the board correctly. All right, why don't we start off with this biggest question heading into the season for each team? Let me pose it, and then we'll discuss it. For the Rams, Super Bowl hangover. What do they do at wide receiver? How do we like Allen Robinson in replacement of Odell Beckham and some of their other pieces there? What's the deal with their offensive line without Andrew Whitworth there? and kind of rebuilding on the fly, which is what the Rams want to do. And then how do we think that the defense is going to hold up, specifically the replacement of Bobby uh, Wagner for Von Miller? Why don't we start off with the Super Bowl hangover? Do you think it's real? Do you think it's going to catch up to the Rams this season? Uh, no, I think it's more so the schedule that's going to catch up with the Rams. They're, they're going to have to figure out how to establish a run game. I think that's going to be very important. You touched on you know, what is this offensive line going to look like with without Whitworth? And I think that's that's going to be huge because Cam Akers coming off a serious injury, you know, barely averaged, what, three yards per carry in the playoffs. Um, so they're going to have to really find some kind of identity rushing the ball because uh, with Matthew Stafford, he had an impeccable year last year. And I heard um, earlier uh, this week, Chris Raybon mentioned on, on the Action Network that 80% of the touchdowns scored by the Rams came in the air. That's got to regress. So yep. this, this team is really going to have to run the ball better. And, you know, their defense also that you mentioned um, is going to have to step up without Von Miller. That was a huge loss. That's a big loss, but you do get Bobby Wagner, which I think is certainly um, a, a reasonable and a great addition there in, in their linebacking room. Um, but, you know, I think that there will be some hangover, especially earlier in the season, but I think that they'll find their way because I think we've seen that that might that McVay can really coach these guys up. They have a solid quarterback that's reliable. They have one of the best, if not the best, wide receiver in the NFL. Um, it's really about that running back room that they that they could that they're gonna figure out eventually. And I and I think that they'll they'll get it right. But hangover, I think, is reasonable to say uh earlier in the season just because they have such a grueling schedule. It's gonna be a very interesting team. The the defense overwent maybe like a subtle overhaul. Bobby Wagner, yeah. obviously for Von Miller. They bring back John Johnson from Cleveland. They lose Sebastian Joseph Day, who is Aaron Donald's partner in crime right. up the middle. That should be a bigger mm -hmm. loss than people realize. 
it'll be interesting to see what this defense looks like. But at the end of the day, you still Bobby Wagner, still a very good player. You have Jalen Ramsey, who's probably the top cornerback in the NFL. And you got a defense with Aaron Donald, you're usually gonna be okay. They're gonna they're gonna they're up. gonna be pretty good. Yeah. They're gonna be just fine by the end of this thing. But it may take them a while to get up to speed. And again, like we talked about earlier, they may fall behind pace of San Francisco early on. But I anticipate that this will be a very, very close matchup coming into. I mean, this could end up being a week 17, week 18, you know, head-to-head clash. Uh, would love That's to see that. Yeah. So let's move to San Francisco. First of all, with them, it always starts with health because this is a team that gets ravaged by injuries. When they're healthy, they're among the best teams in the NFL. But this season, we never know what it is. It only comes down to one thing. Who is Trey Lance? Will he be successful? Can he take them to the promised land? Does he add a dimension to that offense that they desperately need? I don't know. What do you think? I think that Trey Lance is certainly interesting, and I think the reports coming out of camp are very positive. There were some questions about his arm strength. I think that's pretty much been debunked. And I think that they're really excited to the point where John Lynch and, you know, Shanahan are having these conversations saying, hey, this is our guy. The fact that they had to come out to the media to say that, I think only just bodes well for their confidence in him and and leading this team going forward. I think the biggest question mark is Debo Samuel and whether he's going to hold out for a long period of time. I think that they'll figure out how to come to some kind of agreement before the season starts. They're going to want to see him in training camp, build up that rapport. Um, I think that this team is built on yards after the catch. You have, you know, George Kittle coming back seemingly healthy. That's a good thing. You have Brandon Ayuk. He played pretty poor in the beginning of the season, but I think that that was also um, a reflection of the, the bad health issues that they were going through early in the season. He kind of warmed up as the season went on. So I think having him back in the fold for another year is also going to be good uh, building up that rapport with, with Trey Lance. But um, I think the defense hasn't really missed a beat and I haven't seen too much turnover, a lot of continuity um, still there. So I think that that's something that's certainly uh, valuable for the Niners heading into the season. And as you said, strength of schedule, they should start out to a very comfortable, um, a very comfortable start to the season here. So um, I trust in Kyle Shanahan is is not someone you want to bet on as a favorite, but um, I think this team is definitely going to be very solid earlier on. And I like them to win the division. I also like them to, um, there's another bet that I was going to lay down um, here shortly. Um, the Niners over three and a half divisional wins at plus 100. Um, I think that that's, I think that that's a good strong bet because I think that they're going to be able to beat the Seattle Seahawks twice. And I think that they could at least split between the Cardinals and the Rams once each. So um, if not beat the, I, I, they could also beat the Cardinals both games. So um, yeah, I like both of those, both of those bets. I'm really on the Niners this year. I think they're going to have a good season heading in with their new quarterback. That's going to be way more dynamic than, than Jimmy Garoppolo ever was. And it's crazy because Jimmy Garoppolo was like, what? first in the league in air yards last year. Imagine what Trey Lance can do um, b- besides Jimmy Garoppolo. So I, I just, I'm just very excited for this team and what they could look like uh, heading into this season. I would not bet against Kyle Shanahan grooming a quarterback. He's done a wonderful job at every stop amongst his career. Yeah. I think that he will do the same with Trey Lance, especially with a full season under his belt and the whole entire offseason knowing that he's the guy uh, and their weapons around him. And that running game doesn't matter who you put in the backfield. You can put me back there, 6'4", to wherever the hell I am, I'm still going to get four and a half yards per carry. You're goddamn right I will, because that offensive line blocks. They have Trent Williams, who's probably the best tackle in football. Exactly. Uh, I I think they're going to do awesome things, and I think that Trey's going to have a really good season. I don't know if I buy any of the MVP hype, but 
you know, I, I think that he's going to have a really good season. And if you're drafting, if you forget to draft a QB one, one of the top six guys, seven guys, I would totally go after him. I think he's going to have a monster season for the San Francisco uh, 49ers. My biggest question for them defensively, we saw their cornerbacks last year stink. They're awful. And they didn't really do that much to address it in the off season. That's my biggest concern from there. If you know, they're in a division where, you know, Seattle doesn't have a quarterback. That's fine. Unless they end up with Jimmy G. Um, But you got Matthew Stafford and Kyler Murray. If you can't defend the pass, you might have some big issues, but again, relatively easy schedule. They should be able to figure this out. And I'm not going to bet against Kyle Shanahan. So love to take the over there. And again, we talked about plus 150 on the odds for them to win the division. I am with you on that one. Let's talk about the Arizona Cardinals. I think every podcast we've done, we shit on them. Let's do it some more. It's my favorite game. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think we're we're in a we're in violent agreement on this one. Violent, uh, the, violent agreement. <laughs> the Arizona Cardinals to miss the playoffs at minus 150. That that's pretty much the best bet. Um, I just have concerns about what this team's gonna look like without D Hop. D Hop is he makes he makes Kyler better. Kyler had a 75% completion uh rate when targeting uh De- DeAndre Hopkins. And I think over a let me pull the number uh, over. 123 passer rating when targeting D hop, but this guy's going to be out for six games. So um, posing a question to you is like, who's going to step up on this team. That's going to make this team a playoff contending team. It's got to be, to me, it's like Rondell Moore, like Zach Ertz. We know what he is. He's aging, aging vet. They drafted Trey McBride, obviously to, to combat that. We already know your position on James Conner and expecting his, his uh, production to regress. And then you have, you know, their defense is solid. Like, it's it's okay. It's it's fine. But this is really on Kyler. You just gave Kyler this ridiculous bag, and then you comes out into the media that, oh, we also had to bake in some study time into his contract because he doesn't read the playbook. I don't know, man. This is red flags all over the place. Losing D-Hop for six games, you're going to have to make up a deficit there. I don't see how they're going to make this back. Cliff Kingsbury could be first coach fired. Um, and I know you said that before, and I, I totally agree with you. I don't I still know what to think about this Arizona team. They always start out hot and then they tank in the end of the season. Imagine if they tank in the beginning of the season, then what? So I'm out. I don't have to talk about anything. Just put that perfectly. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I, I don't have anything to disagree on. I literally we have fancy names to watch on here. Rondale Moore. That's the guy. He's the one who has to step up. He has to fill not only part of the D hop role. He has to fill part of the Christian Kirk role. You have yep. Marquise Brown. Okay, he drops every touchdown pass that's ever been thrown to him. <laughs> yeah, I don't I, care about the rapport from college, man. That dude cannot catch. He can't catch. Like, unless unless he Lamar's ball, like, spins a little bit differently. Like, I, I don't know. I, Lamar threw great dimes to him, and Kyler's going to throw the same things. That dude does not have reliable hands. I can't, I can't trust it. Kyler, his accuracy has improved every year. He actually ranks as one of the most accurate passers in yep. the NFL, despite the fact that he's five foot four. Um, I don't love that offensive line. He's going to have to scramble for his life again. He tanks at the end of every season because he scrambles around and he gets hurt. And as soon as his yep. legs are gone, really big issue for him. No D-hop. I don't love the defense. So they're going to be playing from behind, which kind of negates some of Kyler's magic. It's kind of like the Lamar Jackson uh, corollary here. Yeah. It's a it's a big issue. I love the Cliff 12-1 to first coach fired. I'm going to keep going in on it. I think that they just handed the bag over to Kyler and that they don't think that Cliff is going to maximize his abilities or is putting him at risk or their investment at risk because 
He can't design an offense and he has to scramble every play. I think they'll go ahead and replace him. I think there are better options out there. I think, okay, maybe I'm going to go a little offbeat here. There's a guy who just got hired at the University of Southern California who might have been Kyler's head coach. And I think that they can pay him a lot more in Arizona than they can at USC. I don't think it would be that big of a shock if Lincoln Riley ended up as an Arizona Cardinals head coach come next season. I'm putting it out there. It might be crazy. I don't know. He just got he's got a hundred million dollars from USC, but I don't know. Something about coaching Kyler could be a little bit different. Uh, yeah. I do think that beyond that, I think there's more options out there that could be better than Cliff Kingsbury for Kyler Murray. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I have all sorts of bets. I have James Conner under nine and a half touchdowns. We talked about that on our last podcast. I love that bet. Arizona missed the playoffs minus one fifty. We didn't even talk about that, but that's no, the first bet that I have on my sheet here. <laughs> Cliff Kingsbury, first head coach fire, 12 to 1. Arizona under eight and a half wins, minus 140. I'm on all of those. I'm going to be across the board fading the Arizona Cardinals this year. I think they got off to a really cold start. There's no way that I actually want to bet on them. The only way that I bet on them is probably like Rondale more over total receptions this season. Because I think that he has a big year. Yeah. That that's about it. I don't really have anything else good to say about them. No, I'm not. I'm pro- I'm probably staying away from most of their props is because I don't see like I, I like to bet overs, but most of my season long props are unders. And I'm with you like the James Conner under nine and a half touchdown rushing touchdowns under. Um, yeah, Rondell Moore is the only promising guy that I could see really benefit this season. And I don't know. He's a small guy, man. These these little slot guys are like five, nine, man. They don't they don't hold up very well when they get that 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 volume. So I'm curious to see how this pans out here. Maybe, maybe you can convince me on Hollywood Brown at a good price, but I'm not paying the full ADP right now. Uh, no, no. I, I would take him as a wide receiver too, but I wouldn't feel great about it. All right. Let's go over to Seattle, a team that genuinely don't have any interest in. Um, although in a couple of leagues, I have drafted DK Metcalf because he seems to be completely undervalued at this point. He yeah. had a nice report with Geno Smith at some point. But the big question for them, who's the QB? Is it Drew Locke? Is it Gino? Is it Jimmy Garoppolo? What do you think uh, happens there in Seattle? Wish I knew. So I'm, I'm going to be definitely paying close attention to, well, maybe not close attention, but I mean, I'm curious because, you know, in super flex leagues, like you always get that, that second quarterback, somebody gets hurt. You're going to have to be putting in some trash like Gino Smith or, or Drew Locke. So I'm curious who's going to win out there. I think Gino Smith was actually okay. Like I think people are writing him off just because Drew Locke is the younger um more talented arm, I guess you could say, but like the dude's a turnover machine. So um, if, as long as Gino can not turn over the ball, I think he wins the job. Um, I do have questions about what this Seattle team is going to look like long-term. Wouldn't be surprised if we see Tyler Lockett on the move or even maybe DK Metcalf, because this team isn't really built to win. And when you're not built to win, what do you do? Like, I mean, Pete Carroll, he'll do his best to try to, you know, make it competitive. But at this point without Russ, uh, I think this team is lost. They don't have an identity running, running used to be their identity and relying on Russ to bail them out. And I don't know that these quarterbacks are capable of doing that. So what does this really look like? This they're sit, they're sitting at five and a half wins for a win total. You haven't projected at 5.1. That's probably generous. Um, I don't see where they're going to be able to come out with really be a competitive team here. Like their offensive line is trash. They rank bottom 10 in the NFL. They just drafted Ken Walker, the third hopefully to be their running back of the future. Maybe not. Um, Rashad Penny's been there for some time, blew up last year um, towards the end of the season, but I don't know that you can count on him for 17 games. So 
yeah, I just don't know where we go from here. I don't, I just, there's just so many question marks with the Seattle Seahawks. I really can't get behind betting on them. Um, not sure that I want to bet they're under five and a half wins, but I just, I'm just going to fade them and just focus on the top two in this division, which are the, the Niners and the, the Rams. I don't know what the hell to just do with Seattle, but I will make a point. I think that trading Russell Wilson instead of getting rid of John Schneider and Pete Carroll is the most short-sighted decision in the last five years of the NFL. I think, uh, I think so you're right. Incredible. He, he should have been it's, a career quarterback there. You're exactly right. You, I, you could say whatever you want about Russell Wilson, and I'm not particularly high on him going to Denver. I don't know what he's going to look like outside of Seattle. I don't know yeah. if Seattle protected him in a way where he, he shined brightest. I genuinely do not know how it's going to look like. But I do know that that dude in Seattle was one of the best 10 quarterbacks in the NFL for a goddamn decade. You built yep. a franchise around him. You won a Super Bowl with him. You went to two Super Bowls with him. You have two elite wide receivers, DK and Lockett. Good. They're both top 20 guys. Yep. You had a base to be successful for the next five years easily. Go rebuild the defense. Go take one year off. I don't care. Sit, Russ. Whatever it is, you can rebuild that team with him, with a new coach and maybe a new GM. You know what you can't do? Replace Russell fucking Wilson. It's too hard. It's so short-sighted. I don't agree with it at all. If I understand that Russ maybe didn't want to re-sign there and they want to get ahead of it, fine. But that's on you. Repair the relationship. Go pay him the extra money that's going to take to keep him in Seattle. Go get Amazon to go, go give him $100 million for a marketing deal. I don't care. You keep Russell Wilson. You figure everything else out. That's it. I think it was ridiculous. They also didn't pay any respect to Bobby Wagner, too. Like, they, he tried to come back to the table. They didn't even give him an offer. He had to walk. So, like, I think that there's something about the culture and the environment there that, you know, something's going, something's not right there. So, yeah, I don't think that we can trust anything that's coming out of Seattle. Fantasy-wise, I'm not drafting anybody from Seattle unless DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett fall to me. Um, I'll just take that. And just in, in pure game script alone, they're going to be playing from behind. So should benefit pass catchers. But other than that, no, I'm good. I'm out. Let me just say this about Pete Carroll, who I generally regard as a really great head coach who will be a future Hall of Famer. I think this is the last year of Seattle. I think he's going to get one year of this losing bullshit. This guy is the <laughs> ultimate the ultimate competitor, the yeah. ultimate winner, the ultimate team builder. I think he's When the wheels like, fall off right before he's out. <laughs> 72, 72 years old. I I think he's done. I think this is it. And he may end up as a co head coach somewhere else. I just think that he's yeah. not going to be able to take the rebuild in Seattle at this point at his age. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised to see that happen. Yeah. I would not bet on him first coach fired. I think he has too much respect from that front office and the ownership group. But uh, yeah, I, I think this is probably his last year in Seattle. All right. Um, fantasy names to watch really quickly. The names that I have. Uh, Allen Robinson for the Rams for obvious reasons. San Francisco. Uh, Davis Price, the running back. We did this whole thing with Trey Sermon last year as a third round pick and he was trash, but Elijah Mitchell did come in there as a I think fifth round pick and he was awesome. Yeah. San Francisco just runs through these running backs. I wouldn't be surprised if Davis Price ends up as the number one running back by the end of this year. Is he someone that uh, intrigues you at the end of drafts? Um, so I, I actually put, and now it's probably moved now, but my, mine was Trey Lance. I think he's the biggest fancy X factor. I think now that he's been anointed the, the starting quarterback, I think he could go into the conversation of being drafted right after Jalen Hurts as like a number, a QB like nine uh, in that borough range too. Even before yeah. Dak Prescott, man, I think that with his rushing upside, um, he's certainly going to be a fantasy beast. Going to take some time, but I think he'll he'll get there. Um, in terms of 
the Rams. Uh, I think Van Jefferson's kind of interesting. You know, I think it's going to be interesting to see um, how Allen Robinson uh, assimilates into this offense. Van Jefferson's already been there. He turned it up towards the end of the season last year. Um, so I would be paying attention to him in like the wide receiver three category, but I totally agree with you. Allen Robinson is certainly the guy that I'm going to be targeting um, in fantasy drafts for a bounce back. I think you can get him for a really good price for, in the casual uh, leagues where people are going to be like, oh man, that guy's dog shit. He's awful. Like this, this is the time to bounce back and grab him at a value. Um, the Cardinals, we already talked about it. Rondale Moore. I think that's the guy yep. for both of us. And then Seattle, I think it's really going to be Rashad Penny. And I don't like him um, in fantasy just for that line and just where that team is headed. It just doesn't seem like a nice recipe for a guy that's not a three down back. The uh, the Seattle guys that I had on here that were interesting to me was Ken Walker. If he ends up taking the full penny role, we know about, about Penny's injury history. We know how Pete Carroll wants to be a run first team uh, and is going to try to use that offensive line. That's, I guess, a little bit better this year, but still kind of trash. Be interested to see how he does. Uh, I have not picked him in any drafts. I'm not really interested in doing so, but if he is yeah. ADB at some point or if he's a good early season buy, maybe I'd be in on him. On him. And then Noah Fant. I just think he's, he's interesting in that tight end two in a deeper league sort of way. I don't know if I'd take him as my tight end one, um, but interested to see what he does in an offense where he may have a lot more opportunities. I mean, he's one locker Metcalf injury away from being the number two on that team. Very true. And I, I think he flourished as a pass catcher when he was given the opportunity. There was always a lot of mouths to feed in Denver, less mouths to feed in, in Seattle. And certainly if it's going to be a primarily a passing, uh, a passing offense, you know, if they get down, I think that could certainly increase the value of Noah fan. And he's a guy that you could easily grab as like a outside the top 10 type of tight end that, that ultimately could sneak in there by season's end. Absolutely. All right. Uh, I'm going to run through my divisional bets really quickly. And then I have a little game at the end to close this thing out. Uh, Arizona missed the playoffs minus 150. Cliff 12 to 1 to be first coach fired. Allen Robinson, comeback player of the year at 20 to 1. Allen Robinson, over 825 and a half receiving yards. Arizona, eight and a, under eight and a half wins. James Conner, under nine and a half rushing touchdowns. San Francisco, plus 150 to win the division. And wait on the Rams to win the division odds until that gets above plus 150 because you're going to get it at some point during the season, then go and bet it. Those are all my bets for the NFC West. Yep. And mine are also Cardinals missed the playoffs minus 150 Niners over three and a half divisional wins plus 100 Niners to win the NFC West at plus 150 Rams and Niners top two in division minus 125 Rashad Penny under 800 and a half rushing yards minus 115. Love all of those. I actually really like the San Francisco over three and a half divisional wins. I think four and two is Definitely, definitely in the cards for them. All right, here's my last game. We're going to do this for every division. Who do you think is going to be the division MVP and LVP? <laughs> um, most MVP for the – I got to go Trey Lance. Got to, got to go all in on that. Trey Lance to be MVP. LVP, ooh, Hollywood, oh no, Ooh. James Conner, James Conner, <laughs> stole, <laughs> stole mine from me. God damn it! Uh, all right, fine, I'll change it up. <laughs> MVP, I'm gonna roll with Cooper Cup. Still think he's the best player, best offensive nice. player in the division. I think he's gonna be have another outstanding season. I almost put Matthew Stafford in there. I love the Trey Lance pick. I just don't know to what level. A lot of question marks there. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, know if Shanahan's going to let him loose 
enough to be the MVP type that we would expect from what we would consider to be an MVP. I think he'll do great, but I just don't know about MVP. Uh, LVP, you took mine, James Conner, but I'll go. I'll go the other way. I don't know if you're allowed to put a coach in here, but Cliff Kingsbury, LVP. <laughs> That's even better, man. So so fitting. <laughs> All right. That does it for the NFC West Divisional Gambling Preview on Gambling with Gold. Uh, we will be back next week. Probably going to stay in the NFC, go to the NFC South and the NFC East. Uh, until then, good luck with all of your bets. Hopefully all your fantasy drafts go well. Uh, stay locked into Champions Run. Go play Daily Dozen. 12 props every single day. Risk $12. You can win $1,200. do not have to be perfect to be get rich. As long as you get seven or more right, you can win with Champions Run. Go use the promo code Daily Dozen for a free entry one-time uh, fee. Good luck with that. Hopefully you steal our money. I'm certainly trying to. Uh, trying to bankrupt my own company. The smart thing to do. Uh, until then, uh, until next time, talk to you guys soon. See ya.